Welcome back to Clean, Podcast 11. We're on Section 2, that is, looking at leprosy, and this is the sixth installment of that section, the healing of the lepers in Luke 17. Healing lepers was part of Jesus' ministry. In fact, it was an important part. Do you remember when John doubted the message that Jesus sent back to him? The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them, Matthew 11, uh, 4 and 5. So the fact that he could heal lepers, who else could do that, shows that he is the divine Messiah. So our passage starts in Luke 17, 11. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And I should just mention one thing. The the way Jesus' ministry is related, the way it's structured in Luke, as in Matthew and Mark, the first half, um, the first big section, he's ministering in Galilee. And then near the end of Luke 9, it's time to go south to Judea, where he will challenge the Jerusalem priesthood, and in Passion Week, he, he will be killed. So this is... Almost at the end of his ministry, he's turning south. And if you go south from Galilee to Judah, you go right through Samaria. Okay? So it's in that, that marginal land, that shadow land. Okay? Sorry for the interruption, but I, th- I think it's important to know the geography there. Well, as Jesus entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. They lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And as they went... They were cleansed. Now, that's the healing. There's a little bit more that the important part of the story we've not even read yet. So he is met by these lepers. Um, We'll learn uh, in a moment that one of them was actually a Samaritan. You know, last podcast, we looked at four Samaritan lepers. Here we've got 10 lepers kind of in the Samaria Galilee um, uh, ribbon of, of land. I don't know how many of them were Samaritans of the 10. but We know at least one was. And they, they don't call out unclean, unclean. That's what Leviticus said they should do. They call out something even better. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You'll notice that they're standing at a distance. And it's as he's entering a village, he meets these lepers. The law required that they live outside the village. And, and that's actually what they've done. They're around the gate. And they're keeping their distance. That is what the law required. And... He tells them to go show yourselves to the priest. Kind of an interesting request. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the priesthood had failed them just as it had failed everybody. Well, to get the, the real meaning of the passage, we have to go back a little bit. And I hope you're prepared today for a little bit of Leviticus because the offerings required once someone is cleansed of leprosy are specified in Leviticus 13 and 14. I will read very selectively. When anyone has defiling skin disease, he must be brought to the priest. Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes, with hair unkempt covering the lower part of the face and crying out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. So the fact that they're outside the city, actually, if their leprosy was still contagious, was exactly where they should have been. Think about leprosy, though is it's not always contagious. Once it's run its course, and that means done terrible damage, then one could theoretically be reintegrated into society. 
Of course, they would, they would have hideous uh, deformities as a result of the leprosy. And it's easy to believe that they wouldn't be allowed in. People might be afraid of them. But in God's original plan, they would have been allowed back in once uh, they uh, were, were no longer unclean. That is, once the infection was no longer spreading. Because leprosy only lasts a certain period of time. Okay. And then in Leviticus 14, the Lord gives regulations for any diseased person at the time of his ceremonial cleansing. The priest first goes outside the camp. I'm just going to paraphrase. I hope that's okay. He's going to go outside the camp and he examines uh, the leper. If it's true that uh, the defiling skin disease has been healed, well, then the priest gets ready the ceremony. For this, it's required one clay pot and two clean birds, that is, uh, ceremonially clean birds, not unclean, like uh, an owl or a seagull, uh, clean birds. And some cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop have to be brought in. So you've got a pot of water, and in it you have a bit of wood, a bit of scarlet yarn, which seems to represent blood in the Bible, and some hyssop. Hyssop is a cleansing agent, actually. It's a plant, but it contains thymol, so interesting um, little bath here. So they take the two birds. One of them they kill, and his blood drips into the pot, and they take the other bird. He's baptized in the pot, coming into contact with the blood, also with the wood, and then released. He's to be released into the open fields. Now, there's some other sacrifices that have to be done after for atonement involving, involving lambs, but you can read all that um, next time you read Leviticus. So what an unusual ceremony, very similar to baptism. Now, it doesn't match exactly. So baptism, sins forgiven in the water, not after the water. You know, not, not after, you're not baptized after you be, become saved. So there's kind of a reversal there. But still, think about it. The freedom of the live bird. One has to die. One is set free. One uh, fills the water with his blood. The other comes into contact with that blood to be truly free. This is what Jesus was sending these lepers to receive. They were going to meet the priests, and they'd have to send a message. The priest would come out and examine them, and there you go. So the walk to Jerusalem, imagine what that was like, particularly if you were fully cleansed. I think Jesus did more than just arrest the spreading infection. I think he probably restored the lost digits and the nose and the ears and the eyes and it's a horribly disfiguring disease if you've ever seen pictures or, or, or talked with lepers. The priest should have been highly impacted by the sharing of these lepers. And uh, I hope they were. All right, let's continue our passage. Then one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. Okay. He's a Samaritan. Now, in our last lesson, we had four lepers in Samaria, but that was actually before the Samaritans. That was 10 chapters before there were Samaritans as a separate people with their own um, you know, special religion. This is the hated Samaritans, okay? This is one of those. And notice how expressive he is. Falls on his face. Give thanks. And he uses a loud voice. What were the other ones doing? What were the other nine guys doing? Maybe some of them were Samaritans. We're not told. Maybe they, there were some Galileans there. Maybe some from Judah who'd been displaced. We just don't know. But look at Jesus' response. Jesus answers, were not ten cleansed? 
Where are the nine? Oh, that's a great question. Where are the nine? So many uh, churches I speak in, I'll meet people who are motivated, brothers and sisters, on fire for the Lord, but they're a minority. Well, yeah, it's like for everyone who's on fire, there are nine kind of spectating. I'm being a bit unfair. It's not that wherever I go, but I think that's a good question. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Wow, that's the question. Go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Far too many Christians do not conduct themselves in a spirit of gratitude. And we're also reminded here, as we are in many passages in both Testaments, that outsiders often get it before the insiders do. Often they receive God's grace before the insiders do. So what's the challenge? Everyone listening to this podcast who has been cleansed from sin is just like these lepers. Sin is like leprosy. It contaminates. It's uh, contagious, mildly contagious. Sin, of course, is highly contagious. It's just a uh, a parallel. It's not a perfect uh, analogy. But we have leprosy. We need to feel and express gratitude towards the one who's cleansed us. And then finally, we won't struggle too much to share the good news with others. See, it's all driven by grace. It's driven by gratitude. That's the lesson of the 10 lepers. And uh, tomorrow, we've got one more leprosy healing. It comes from the Gospel of Mark. Uh, Tune in then. Thanks.